Now we merge, y'all. Damn it. Hello. Oh. There we are. Hey. Is it yeah. happening? It, it is happening. It is happening. It is happening. Well, it is happening. hello. It's happening. <laughs> so we get to do these. Uh, what do we call them? What do we say we're going to call this? Um, well, commuter communications, but ain't now what I'm going away right now. We're walking home. Hey, we are going someplace. We just in motion in the spirit. Oh, I and love that. Even standing still, the spirit is swifter than the mind. What you say? Even <laughs> standing still, the spirit it's is speed. swifter Swift. than the mind. Than the mind. All right, all right, all right. See, now I ain't got to write that down because it's recorded. <laughs> we keep going to save both of us an enormous amount of post-it notes, <laughs> paper, you know, um, phone bro, memory because um, I put mine in my, in my notes in my phone. So phone memory going to be saved. Swerving, all of that. See how we are looking out for our work physical safety, and our spiritual development. That part, that part. So I was, I had brought up something, and it resonated with me, that you said during your live feed just now, right? Okay. And that was that we invest in our reality. I thought that was beautiful, very poignant. And the thing that it brought home for me was that maybe, just maybe, if we saw our spiritual development as an investment, the way we see money, and maybe even time now that I think about it, maybe we could have the life we say we've been dreaming about. Hmm. But so many of us think that dreams are for children. Or dreams are for sleep time. But I think your dreams are to help you mold and manifest things during your waking hours. Right? Wow. Wow. That's beautiful. And you know what? Oh, you, I, I have to fully agree. I, I'm sorry, I don't want to interrupt, but I have to fully agree. Because just changing the perspective. Absolutely. And I go back to my, con- I, I use this scenario all the time about, is you going to be a chicken or are you going to be an eagle? Chicken scratching around <laughs> in the dirt and they're looking down all the time. They don't That's even right. saying that they're just looking at folks' ankles and feet in the dirt. And if you're an eagle, you hanging out with chickens and you scratching around the dirt with the chickens because you don't grew up with chickens and they told you you were a chicken. And you know you got big, strong wings, but you can't figure out why you got to hang around the dirt and scratch around with them. So... And so, let me say that you, you just create, you created a good jump off point because what happens when we are born an eagle and we live like a chicken is that we spend time justifying ourselves. We live in resentment and bitterness because we naturally yearn to be in a place that other people can't even fathom. Mm. And so we get up every day or some days (laughs) and we go to a job that is not satisfying, it is not fulfilling, it does not speak the same language or operate at the same vibration as our soul. 
and then we blame that unhappiness on the events in the workplace. You got to realize that some folks are satisfied with your place. That's the answer to somebody's blessing, right? And if you still ain't yours, move out the way because you owe it to yourself to be where you are called to be. And you owe it to other people to get out of the way and quit making shit hard with your resistance. Now, I like that you talked about moving out the way because I'm standing here with my ankle. That's doing very well, by the way. It's healing very well. I mean, every now and again, I can move a certain way and it reminds me that I fail. Right. Moving out of your own way. Not just out of the way of others, but out of your own way. And let me first, let me make it real plain. Oh, fine, it's so people can understand this. Sometimes we are in our own way. We have a vision or a dream or a desire or a calling, however you want to put it, however you want to put an adjective to it, to do a certain thing, to be a certain way, to unfold a certain way. And we get so caught up in the conditioning of our lives that we get in our own way. Well, I got to go to this job because if I don't go to this job, I ain't going to eat. Well, that's your reality if you paint it that way. But you have a calling on your life. But you have a calling on your life to be better, to be greater, and move to that. And and I'm not saying you walk off your job and don't pay your bills and wind up on the street. Don't you dare say I told you to do that because you'd be lying to everybody. <laughs> but there are steps that you can take to begin to, as you said, craft your exit and be in tune to those suggestions from spirit. Otherwise, you get pushed down by spirit. Take it from me, I know. Don't get so, pushed down. So, well, but you're recovering. And see, that's the beauty of yeah the benevolence of the universe is that whenever you are presented with an option, you are also equally and directly presented with the solution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let me say this since I am Porsche on purpose. About living your purpose, doing what you are called to do, stepping out on faith, we've all, if you listen to this, Chances are you've heard that, you felt that, you said that. And I want to add this, that I don't believe it is as important that you understand in that moment what your purpose is. As it, It's more important that you are willing to excavate your soul. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Put a pin. Put a pin. Put a pin. You got to tell me what excavate their soul is, Portia. Excavate your soul. We are all crafted and given the ability for infinite potential. It's like an acorn. You were the same thing when you was a little egg in your mama's womb. It's an acorn. The acorn has infinite potential to create itself into a tree, for that tree to create other acorns, and for those acorns to become other trees. Not every acorn develops into a tree, yet the potential is better. Given the right circumstances, soil, water, light, 
It happens. And you don't have to meticulously tend to it every day. You just have to be in line with the intention of it. So in looking for our purpose, we think we got to wake up and have some revelation about where we're supposed to be and what we're supposed to be doing. And it comes in a flash of light and the spirit descends like a dove and we just And wake a burning up. bush gonna talk to you. <laughs> right. <laughs> and we just wake up changed. But the truth is, is that when you begin to realize, when you begin to listen from within mm. and know that there is something to you that you have repressed, that you have not addressed, that you refuse to drag into the light of day for the fear of what it might grow into, then you have buried your soul in tasks, in activities. That's why we get jobs we don't like, because jobs we don't like create problems we don't want. Problems we don't want offer opportunities for distractions we don't need. Distractions we don't need offer wasted time that could be used in pursuit of who you are. And so it is a vicious cycle. So when you begin to excavate your soul and know that your intention is to find the real you, to just get next to you, to just sit in that still, quiet place where you are unbothered, and unashamed, that's your purpose. Your purpose is not to be a world-class speaker or to be the, you know, um, world-renowned leader in healing. Your purpose is to excavate you and do you. And if that's what you look like when you come up and get the dirt brushed off of you and get rinsed off and shined up, if that's who you are, you won't be able to help the unfolding of that. You won't be able to hinder the unfolding of that. You know, our little Bible story. Jeremiah said, it's like a fire shut up in my bones. I can't help it. Uh Because when you get free, when you unfold, your wings won't err. Yeah. Period. Period. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the portion. Your wings won't air. Your wings, Mm. they were born for it. They were crafted and created for it. One of the things in meditation this morning was connecting and finding, reconnecting, finding that thing that you connected to, right? Because you belong. You deserve to be here, was one of the words that Steve Noble said. And in those words and what he was saying, for me, it was connecting with Mother Earth, the plants, the animals, and just being a part of nature. And I recalled, and I'm going to pull that image up later, I recalled an image of me, couldn't be much more than seven or eight years old. I'm standing in my front yard. My hair is all over my head. If anybody ever saw Beloved, that's how my hair looks. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm standing in the front yard behind a soil tiller. Those who don't know country tools, that's a motorized uh, machine that breaks the, the land up. So I'm standing behind one. Of my and I'm as happy as I can ever remember being. I mean, I am in my element, outside, hair free, running wild, 
and I'm out there breaking up that dirt and experiencing what Mother Earth has to offer. And in that moment, in that meditation, I returned to that moment in time. My heart melted, and I just felt mm. healed again. I felt whole again. Mm. And when he said, you belong, you deserve to be here, I don't know if you know what it looks like to see um, hair-like follicles on a cell. It's like hundreds and thousands of them. It's a whole bunch of them. But they all move in unison under a microscope. Mm-hmm. And that's what I felt like. That's the vision that I had. That's the visual that I had as he began to keep breaking those words down to me in this meditation was I was not separate and apart from the universe. But I was a part of the, that I am a part of the universe and that I move in unison with the universe. And so I could see myself like that hair-like follicles under the microscope just moving mm-hmm. with the other hair-like follicles. And we're all together moving. And we all create this one cell, you know, to do this one thing in the universe. Uh, and I just, tears just began to roll down. I said, this one, I said, I got to share this shit right here. You got to be sharing. This ain't just, this is what most people got to hear this other than me, damn it. <laughs> and thanks to the technological breakthroughs of the 21st century. Do you hear me? Welcome to yeah. 2020. Yeah. So when you were saying that, the thought I had was about ego. Your ego will convince you, erroneously convince you. Your ego will convince you to sabotage yourself (laughs) by telling you that if you can't see it, if you can't touch it, Mm -hmm. if you can't taste it, right? Mm -hmm. If you can't climb inside it, if you can't smell it, it don't exist. It's not real. But the reality is is that the things that you can see, the things that you can hear, the things that you can touch are just about as far from the truth as anything. Because all of that is a creation. You can change your environment Mm -hmm. at any minute, at any moment. And what you consider comfortable and serene or appropriate or normal to change on any given day. You wake up one day feeling like you're on top of the world. One thing could happen. Lose one person in your life. Get told they downsizing on your job. Go outside and find your tires on flat. Uh. And if those things move you, it is because you have based your happiness, your reality, your spiritual upbringing and what you can see here taste such meal. And I think that's the reason a lot of us stay so distracted with things and with tasks is because those tasks feed that frenzy, that frenzy Mm -hmm. to constantly feed your senses, right? Mm-hmm. When I ask people about meditation, when is the last time you sat in a room in the perfect quiet, no TV, no radio, no nothing, just you inside your body, sat and with intention, listen to what you had to say to yourself? You know what? It doesn't happen for a lot of people. They don't. Because, again, we're in a society where there's something to stimulate us constantly. TV, radio, 
mm-hmm. podcasts, all the social media platforms, there's something to stimulate us constantly. And I have to say, and, as a, I find it easiest to meditate like that with total silence in my car when I'm driving. Yes. Oh, and here's I get some thing. of the I best think, downloads in the car. I think, um, you know, just like you can do a walking meditation, you can do a driving meditation because this is about your intention, right? Mm-hmm. So people who don't meditate think that meditation is this formal gathering of yourself to yourself. <laughs> Yeah, that you're sitting cross-legged in the room saying, oh, now, yeah, I do that. But it is also living inside your own body and not being affected by everything around you. Mm-hmm. Right? What they term mindfulness is your ability to be right where you are at any given minute, not mm-hmm. reviewing the past trying to fix it because you can't, not predicting the future because you could, but if one piece of the puzzle changed, the whole outcome could be different. It's about being where you are when you are there. Correct. Not constantly chasing your tail from the present to the past to the future. I can't ever think about where I am because I'm too worried about who's going to know where I came from. Mm-hmm. And I'm so worried about that that I can't get where I'm going. Mm. <laughs> I started the Soul Coaching 28-Day Program. Awesome. I want to read to you quickly what it says because I was like, okay, because I read the whole intro and I knew what day I was going to start and I said, okay, I'm just going to hold this right here until day one, right? Mm-hmm. And I know what I'm getting into, right? <laughs> so then I get to day one. And so I told you what it does is it takes 28 days to divide those 28 days into four sections, uh, each element, right? So you spend a week in each element. And the, the one it begins with is air. And she says, I begin with air because this is the clearing of your mental self. And with a clear mental image, anything is doable. Alignment, there we go again. There we go again. So it says, day one, hi. Today is the beginning of a great and grand adventure. You are truly one decision away from a new beginning. If you have gotten this far, you are probably ready for a future that is more meaningful and authentic. The future is created by the choices that you make today. Making a decision to change does not need to be monumental or earth-shaking. It can simply be an inner declaration that you are going to become more aware of the sacred places within you. And as surely as the sun rises, if you make the decision to change your life, the forces of the universe will unite and propel you in that direction. When you finally garner the courage to make the decision to change, the aftermath is not always easy. Ain't that what you said this morning? (laughs) Yes. Those around you may be threatened by your changes, and stepping into new strength can sometimes make others feel inadequate. There may even be times when you doubt yourself or feel afraid. 
However, being courageous doesn't mean that you are not doubtful or afraid at times. It means that you experience those emotions and then you do it anyway. Today's exercises are probably the most time-consuming. And then she goes on with that. Wow. Ooh, and it was a whole big exercise. She listened. Now, listen, now listen to me because we're going to go down the rabbit hole for it. Just <laughs> so, I put, you know, I pulled my cards last night. That's You know, I'll tell you, that's why I was up late and all that. And I was on this thing about balance, the 2-2, 2020. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. I went back to mm-hmm. my altar. I put Anubis on the altar because he is a representation of balance. That's right. Right. Uh, lit a black candle, lit a white candle. Right. Balance. Balance. I come in here and I pull my cards. And why? When I pull my power deck card, I got number twenty-two. Because <laughs> <laughs> spirit ain't playing with you. And it's all and then I turned to the day one exercise, and the lady said, I need you to evaluate these things in your life. And she named 22 things. Spirit <laughs> <laughs> is a com- comedian, I swear. The 22 things. You just go mm-hmm. name 22 things Who does on 2 2020, <laughs> and I pull the 22. Okay. Uh-huh. Keep, uh-huh. keep up with me, okay? <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Beautiful. Simply beautiful. Belinda, this is absolutely amazing. We have done a beautiful 26-minute conversation. Time I go through and edit that. I some personal stuff. We don't want the world to know about. Hi. And post it. It's going to be phenomenal. So this is what we're going to do. We have a conversation. We're going to go through the uh, record your call, and we're going to share what okay. needs to be shared for the people and keep the rest for ourselves because guess what? You can't give everybody everything. Uh, and every, it ain't for every. everybody. Mm. Keep keep some of it for yourself. Keep some of it for yourself. But what'd you say the other day? What's in the cup is for me, and what's in the sauce is for the rest the of the folks. The sauce is for the rest of the folks. That's the conversation for another morning. I love you, beautiful. I will talk with you mm-hmm. soon. All right. Mm-hmm. Have an amazing Monday. Love you. Bye. Back at you. Bye.